This is Kelsey, and you're listening to Out Here Having a Pint Podcast. Ten, nine, ignition sequence starts. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. That's one small step for man, one giant hop for out here having a pint. Craft beer nerds, welcome to Out Here Having a Pint. My name is Kevin, and um, I'll be your host today. Uh, we do not have Kelsey or Brandon in the house because, hey, I am in Columbus, Ohio at the uh, Brewdog. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Woohoo! All right, but I do one. have a special guest. I wanted to do a podcast. Uh, once I learned that this man was going to be out here today, so I packed up my equipment, and then and then here I am. So we have the one and only Doug in a pub in the house. Well, What's up, Doug? No pressure there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doug, how's it been? Pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Um, yeah, it's good to be back at, at uh, BrewDog out here in mm-hmm. Columbus. I love this place. The hoppiest place on earth, as that- they say. It and is that, true. Yeah, it just yeah, it's like a second home out here. Just problem is, it's eight, eight hours from home. It is so. eight hours, and, and you drove a long way. Yeah, from Madison, Wisconsin, just for uh, beer and friends. Wow. So, and to your right, who do you have to your? Uh, oh no, it's to your actually to your left. No, there's a ghost to your right. There's nobody sitting there. It's <laughs> oh to it, it's my right, but your left. Who you got over there to your uh, left? This is my lovely fiance, mm. Brett. Hey, How's it going? Nice to be here. Yeah. Long drive, huh? Long drive. Do you, do you hate the drives or do you like it? Because I know that Doug drives a, a, around a lot. <laughs> um, and it, you don't go with him all the time, but when you do go with him... I play on my phone while he drives. Sometimes I sleep. Yeah. He, he'll... <laughs> I'll sort of nod off in my head. I'll like jerk back up a couple times, and then he'll say, "You know that seat reclines." I do the same thing. I, you know, Kelsey does the driving the majority of the time, and I I'm on my phone or I sleep, and I, I feel guilty. But sometimes she doesn't let me drive. Sometimes she goes, "No, I'm driving the you know whole way." Um, but and I'm like, "Oh, okay. I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna fight that because I'd rather go to sleep." So. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Right across from you, Brett, is... You can introduce yourself. All right. This is Brian. Brian! From Woo-hoo. Milwaukee. Brian from Milwaukee. Now, you didn't come with Doug, did you? Nope. Came separate. Now, do you guys know each other? Yep. Yep. And it just so happened that you just turned up here? Through the punks. Through, yeah. Oh, okay. Both equity punks, so... Yeah. Oh, so basically you said, hey, I'm going to be going to Columbus, and you said, hey, I'm, I'm coming as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, awesome. Basically, Hell yeah. yeah. Crazy Hell yeah. random happenstance. Mm. 
And and you did give me a lot of beer, which um, <laughs> I am thankful for. I was like, wow. And I was uh, looking at those beers, which are amazing beers, by the way. And we're going to try those uh, those beers on probably a podcast after this one, actually. Excellent. Yeah. And it'll be about another couple of weeks. And, and if then, you like them, I'll bring you more. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And if you don't, nothing for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Pressure is on. I am, I am worried about one can because it does say slushy on the side of it. And the only oh. slushy I know that's dangerous is the 450 North uh, Brewing. Mm-hmm. Their slushies, if you do not ice them or keep them cold, they have the ability to explode when you, uh, when you pop them open. These ones have not done the same thing. <laughs> Thank I've God. seen the same thing with the 450s. Mm-hmm. They will blow up on you. They do blow up. Yeah, I've only had one of those blow up on me. Knock on wood. Um, and it really wasn't a blow up. It was just like it fizzed a lot. I, I have seen like videos of people posting 450 North beers and they will open the can and it explodes yes. to the ceiling. And it's ridiculous. Ruins the whole kitchen. Basically. I have had an Eagle Park do that to me. Did you? I did open a, a, a slu- it wasn't, I don't think it was a slushie, but it was a different Eagle Park beer, and I'm in the kitchen, I open it up, and it's all over the corner, I'm like, well, <laughs> one of us gets a beer, because <laughs> half the beer's on the counter. Man, yeah. And, and, and sometimes I'm thinking, okay, is that the stupidity of people not storing it correctly, or is that just, or is it the style, just the style, or is it because maybe 450 can do something, you know, to not have it explode. I don't know. It's a, you, you can't really put fruit after the fact in a can and expect it not to uh, yeah. refer. There's you a know. lot of sugar there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a referment and yeah. Explodes. Yeah. It, it wants to expand and it's going to yes. grow. So you open the can and say, Ooh, it could be free. Yeah. So uh, for, for those that are listening, uh, uh, you guys have never heard Doug in a pub. Um, he had, you do have a podcast as well. I do have a podcast. Yes. It's uh Dug in a pub. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's just. Uh, it's just. Um, I have a couple of couple, couple of things. I, I've interviewed some people in the brewing industry. Um, interviewed one of the owners of my favorite bars, uh, which oddly isn't Brewdog, um, but it's a bar in uh, Decatur, Georgia, called Brickstore Pub, and uh, they do have some really good Brewdog beers there. But uh, they have a 2008 Paradox Islay. Um, which is amazing, and it's the only place I know of on the planet you can get it right now. Um, but then I, I, most of the, the podcasts, I talk about my life. I'm coming up on nine, no, ten years. Ten years. Ten years, years post-suicide attempt uh, in December. Um, and that's a lot of what the podcast is about, is about what I've done to get from wanting to end my life to enjoying every moment I exist now. So it's try to cover those topics and some pointers and, and things that I've done and challenges I've, I've overcome along the way. So that's what the Doug in a Pub podcast is about. So it's, it's a great podcast and it's very, e- it's very easy listening. Um, in contrast to this podcast, which is loud and <laughs> laughter and like shenanigans, yours is a very easy listen. If you're driving down the road, you, you want to listen to podcasts, you want to learn about, you know, you're not just your life, but learn about like maybe um, if somebody's having that 
those same experiences or yeah. thoughts or anything like that. It's it's amazing. When I first, okay, I downloaded Doug and Above and I thought it was going to be, you know, you just like our podcast with, you know, with <laughs> which it is in, in a sense. But then it, and then you started talking about your personal life. And yeah. that's when I was really was like, it perked my ears up. I'm like, oh, this is something special. This is a, this podcast is not like your average, you know, beery podcast where you talk about beer and stuff. This is talking about like real Things. Well, you know, I talk about it as barstool philosophy because mm-hmm. you know, I'm an on-the-road sales guy. Well, <laughs> I used to be before, you know, COVID. <laughs> now I'm going to sit at home <laughs> in my basement sales guy. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so I spent a lot of time at bars talking to... And when you're at a bar in a restaurant in a town, everybody talks to each other. I mean, it's just this... And you talk about everything because it's that... Um, it's it's somebody who will listen and there's no commitment to it you know it's a the uninterested observer kind of thing so you can talk about anything and you never see that person again so it, it doesn't matter what you say so that's where i kind of came up with the the barstool philosophy um i guess tagline for the podcast but you know mental health is something we don't talk about um it's something we you know you shove in a closet and if you struggle you shouldn't let people know because nobody wants to know that you're sad and and the reason I do it is because we need to talk about this more. It shouldn't be something we need to remove the stigma of struggling to exist in your daily life. You know, there are people who I have friends who can't get out of bed some days. And, you know, you, you, that's not a bad thing. It, it, it's a terrible thing to have happen, but it's not, it doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't mm-hmm. make them defective. It's just some people struggle more than others. And, I've heard from several people tell me that because I've shared my story, they haven't done the bad thing. You know, they haven't tried to, to take their own lives because they heard me talk about, you know, it gets better. And uh, so then I'm like, well, I feel kind of obligated now for better or worse, you know. But I'm just a guy. I just, you know, I, I lived my life and I had a marriage that ended and I have kids and a fiance and. I'm the same as everybody else, you yeah. know? And so if I can share my story, if I can share any insights I might have, if I can, by putting myself out there without any shame, without any stigma, if I can get one person to go, yeah, yeah maybe this is a bad idea. Maybe I should rethink this. Maybe if I take a step back from from the edge, I can figure out how to move forward again. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I do it. And. I've gotten enough feedback that's like, yeah, this is, if we, if we all talked about the struggles we have more often to each other, we'd all go, wait a minute, we're all in the same boat. We all have days we don't want to get out of bed. We all have days where we struggle and we struggle and we struggle and we start to realize we're all exactly fighting the same fight and that makes it easier because, you know, many hands make a light load. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that's. I, I guess the, the the gist of the podcast and why I do it kind yeah. of thing. So, Brett, did you uh, when you you known him for a long time? Did you so you already already knew this when he said he wanted to start a podcast, and then maybe you know when you heard he was wanting to talk about that stuff. What did you think? What was in in running through your mind? Well, I Doug and I met after the attempt, and after he'd already committed to what he calls Plan B. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have always tried to live my life as a very optimistic, very um, forward-looking person, and and uh, so I think that 
you know, some of that outlook helped with his development yeah. of his plan B. But when he told me he wanted to start a podcast, I, I guess I, my only concern was that I wasn't sure he really understood the depth of commitment once you start. Um, and I, and I think that may have panned out a little bit. But I think it's really good. I mean, I think Doug has a great story to tell, mm -hmm. and I really appreciate that he is able to give of himself and tell that story and share it with other people. And I've heard from an awful lot of people that they really like his podcast. Yep. And he's had me on a couple times. We've had a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. We yep. talked about relationships and finding love again mm -hmm. um, and what love means. Because, um, quite honestly, our... Uh, pop culture version of love is really pretty pathologic um, compared to what true love really is. And so we talk about that a little bit. And a lot of it is wisdom that's come from age. We're both in our 50s now. And, mm. Wait, what? And <laughs> <laughs> How dare you mention that? <laughs> but we've been through a lot, and, and you learn as you get older, and, and it's nice to be able to share some wisdom and some hindsight and some insight um, with people who are struggling with similar things. Mm -hmm. so. Awesome. Now, oh crap. Um, dang it. I forgot your name already. Yeah, it's so I'm so stupid in these. Brian, yes, I knew that. I knew <laughs> that. His name's <laughs> on his shirt. Every time, so every time I start drinking, I start forgetting things. So. <laughs> and so it begins. Uh, Brian, did you, uh, did, you know, did you know Pug? Uh, Pug. Did Pug. you know Doug? See? I'm going to start calling him Pug now. Pug and a dub. Doug and a Pug. Pug and a dub. The Pug, Doug. Doug the Pug. Uh, it's on Doug, Instagram. Uh, Pug, Doug. I actually first met Doug at AGM two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I met Doug last year. Uh, was walking through after having many beers, and then um, he—I I think he walked up. To, I think he walked up and he said, "Hey, how's it going?" And I was like, "Hey, he—you uh, said something about, you know, nice performance or something like that." And then you had your little recorder, and you wanted to do a, a soundbite, you know, yep. for, for a podcast. Yeah, for the Brewdog News podcast, which is which is in the podcast. UK. Yep. So if you guys are listeners, if you're interested in Brewdog <laughs> with Brewdog News. An excellent podcast is definitely uh, definitely go there to listen to all. It's called Brewdog News. I mean, is yeah, that the Brewdog News yeah, podcast? Brewdog yeah. News podcast, and you get all your. That's where I get all my Brewdog news. You can. I, I usually go in the forums and look at all that stuff, and maybe go to the social media. But man, it's so much easier just to listen listen to that podcast. <laughs> I get everything. I, I concur. Need. Yep. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yep. So if you guys don't already know, uh, this is going to be a Brewdog heavy episode um, because we are at BrewDog on location in Columbus, Ohio. We're sitting in the lobby of um, the Dog House. Um, basically, it's the hotel. So it's a beer-themed hotel, and it's freaking awesome. Um, yeah, and it overlooks the sour facility over here, um, overworks. And um, yeah, and it's connected right to the huge brewery. Um, and Time is, Magazine named it one of the best 100 places on earth. You got If you're a craft beer yeah. nerd, you have to come to this place. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Even if you don't, I mean, you don't have to like the beers. Just come here and experience it because they they not only have Brudo beers, they have like guest beers from around Ohio and hell, they even have like Three Floyds. Uh, 
They have uh, zombie dust on draft, and that's from Indiana. And so. a good alcohol-free selection of beers? They do have um, alcohol-free beers here. And you can bring your dog. You can bring they your dog. They have a dog park they out do. back, and mm-hmm. you can bring your dog while you have some drinks. And or if amazing. you just need a dog fix, you can show up and pet a lot of dogs. <laughs> that's that's right. right. You can. Very that's true. Right. Yep. I always ask, though, I'm like, can I pet your dog? Because I, I don't want to like, just go up and start petting, because I don't know if always they're going like, to snip. Yeah, always, I don't know if they're going to uh, you know, bite or... I mean, ectogamut. Yeah. Never without permission. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that in for all the geeks. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it, it's an excellent place. It's an excellent, excellent place to be for sure. All right, so we got some beers to pop. So um, I think the first beer that we're going to have, uh, Brett, it's going to be right in front of you. Um, you have your glasses on, so if you want to, um, I think there's a, is there a description on that can what we're going to, what we're going to try. Do the best you can. Um, this is Nina Spice, I believe, yeah. uh, from BrewDog. It's got a beautiful rainbow and sparkly mm-hmm. label. It's, it's very fancy. Lots of glitter. Um, it just says it's a summertime wheat ale. Yep, it's a wheat, wheat beer. And 4.5% uh, alcohol by volume. And brewed here in Columbus. And I don't see a whole lot else information on here. Now, it says a wit beer, right? Wit, W-I-T. W-I-T. Yeah, yep. so um, uh, Nina West actually uh, collabed with the BrewDog. So um, she came out here and uh, helped brew the beer. And, um, yeah, if you guys don't know who Nina West, Nina West is, look it up on Instagram. Um, fantastic performer, for sure. Because yeah, they did a beer with her last year, too, right? They did. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, was 11... Is she a local star? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, I think she's local. Yeah. yeah. Local Where I've seen everything fabulous performer. Yep. 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 For sure. It's a great looking can, by the way. So if, if you're a type of person that likes to take uh, uh, images of a can on Instagram, this is the one to get for sure. Uh, but I heard this beer was great. So we're going to try this out. Uh, when we describe the beers, we, um, we smell the aroma. We look at the, uh, the color of it. Um, and then we taste it, and then we'll describe the mouthfeel. So, and then we'll go around, and then we'll ask, would you have a pint? So we don't do any scoring at all because psh, we're not experts. I'm not an expert anyway. So we're just going to say, hey, would you have a pint? That's easier for us. Wait, I'm on this podcast because I thought it would help me score. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thank you very much. I'm here Holy week. shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Try the veal. <laughs> Tip your waitress. All right. Here so, um, so, so smelling that, um, yeah, it's that wheat ale. It's yeah, it's the a, classic wheat smell. Yeah, oh, it's got get, a lot of banana. Yes, aroma. it does. Banana aroma it. is when I, I when I smell when I first put this on my nose, I'm like, yes, banana. Mm. Uh, mm, it's very good. It's I a, have some of the first happy vices I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And yep. It's, it's a little cloudy, a little hazy. Yep. It's not real clear, but it's pale in color. Yeah, it's a, it's got a cloudy yellowish uh, color in that. Uh, you can't see through it at all. Um, it looks great. Uh, it has a good head on it when you pour it, for sure. Um, and then now we taste. That's good. Mm. I drink a boot of that. Oh my god! It's your classic summer beer. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, very heavy on the uh, banana as. Um, yep. And then you get that. Get that. That wheat, that classic wheat ale. Yeah, like a Hacker Shore or Paul Enner. Yep. Paul Enner yeah. Vice, yeah. yeah. Paul Enner is the first thing that came to my yeah. mind. Mm. 
This is so clean, too. I mean... It's, it's delightful. On the back end, it just... It's so smooth on the back end. It just... And it makes you thirsty. It makes you want to uh, drink it again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I, now I understand. I mean, they should make this all the time. I, um, I think Agreed. last year was a different style. Very much and, so. Yes. Yeah, that was a... Yeah, that the la- one, the Nina West la- beer last year poured, like, purple. Yeah. And didn't it, was it have a sour? And it, and it had sour. glitter in the beer. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Hmm. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Eleven gendery. Oh, yes. Eleven gendery. I don't know about that one. I have no idea how you pronounce it. Do you know what style that that was? Was it a sour or was it a goza? It it had a little bit of a tartness to it, but I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure the exact style. Wait, I have this portable... No, oh, there you go. Well, looks up you look it up, universe. and we'll keep There's talking only about. Where you can so. find things. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, was, if only there was some sort of portable device. And it was a yeah. gorgeous purple color in the glass. It, yeah, I do remember that. The only and purple beer I've ever had. And everyone was trying to get their hands on it yeah. as well. Now, see, we can't get this in Indiana, so uh, I'm to- I'm being told that BrewDog is not allowed to deliver this uh, to Indiana uh, over the state lines, and I, it might be something to do with uh, Indiana law. Might, might be something to do with Ohio law, but I don't know. You know, it's just a shame that we can't get this beer. Um, but I am, I am buying a couple of. Uh, I think they come in four packs or six packs. I can't remember. I think they come in four packs. Yeah. It goes four. Yeah, yeah, it was four. Um, I am buying a few of these and, and bringing them back home. So, yeah, it's awesome. And you, can, yeah, that's why I love about coming here. I can get the beers that I can't get in Indiana, and then I can taken back i'm sure that's why doug that's why you come here because yep. doug you made up this uh beer locker well yeah talk I, a little bit about the I beer don't locker. take all the credit <laughs> well you know it's your idea it takes it all is, the credit you know take it, all the credit bullshit. It, it is your idea <laughs> so yeah you know being from out of state and being how because the liquor laws in the u.s are insane um there are a lot of beers that brewdog would release that we couldn't get you know, in Wisconsin. So I'm like, well, can you guys make it so I can order the beers? You guys keep them here. And then because I travel, I used to travel so much for work. Um, I'll just come here and pick them up like once, once a quarter, once every three months, I'll come pick up my beer or once whatever, you know? So, um, yeah, they finally started the beer locker program what, three months ago. No longer than that now. Um, so yeah, basically you can go online, you can order beer and you don't ship it. You tell them to put it in your beer locker and then you come to Ohio and you pick up your beer. And it's really nice. It's, it's a great program. It's really helpful to um, people outside of Ohio who have a problem getting the beer. Um, you know, we're from Wisconsin, so I load up my locker. And once, you know, every two or three months, I come down here and I pick up more beer than I should. <laughs> and, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a really nice program that they, they've done for us. Yeah, so basically um, they'll, sa- they'll save the beer so yep. you won't – you won't um, miss out on some of their releases, yeah, which is badass. They, they do a lot of small batch releases that you can't get and ne- that are never going to be distributed outside of the BrewDog bars. You know, the Wisconsin or the, you know, the Columbus, Indiana area, they're not going to go outside of those. So, yeah, it's, it's really nice that they did this for us. So we're thinking they should put Nano Dog in there as well. Yeah, Nano Dog's tricky, though. The last, like the Nano Dog we had today, the fruit bats... Yeah, um, fruit bats. They, made, they made three barrels. Mm. Three barrels of beer is not a lot of beer. No. And if you have, you know, 40 people who have beer lockers, well, then pretty much all the beer's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then you can't. So I get why they, they keep the nano dog really small and make it so you can't put it in a beer locker. I get it. 
great if it was different, but yeah, I get it. You know, it's it makes sense. You know, that's it's one of the hard tricks of running a brewery is how do you who do you if you make special beers, you know, you make three barrels of a beer, how do you distribute that? Who who gets it, who doesn't? So Well, in my opinion, I think if it's a if it sells fast and everyone it's it's positive and everyone likes it, maybe they should just like start making it into the you know, bigger equipment. Yeah, throw it in the pilot kit. Yeah. Um, I know some of the nano dogs are strange recipes. Um, like the one they're doing now is actually aged in um, their sour barrels, I believe, right? Ah. Uh, so, you know, it, that gets trickier because you only have so many barrels that you can age things in, and, mm-hmm. you know, it becomes a, a lot more logist, uh, of a logistical issue to make Or maybe bigger. their ingredients are putting in things that's probably a bitch to clean, and they're not. Definitely not putting it in their yeah. bigger equipment. Yeah, because <laughs> time you sure. go over fruited ones, it's a lot more cleaning involved. Yeah, because yeah, this this was difficult. three barrels and there was ninety pounds of fruit in each barrel. Yep. Oh yeah. So oh, I mean, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. How you, there are some beers that you just can't True. scale yeah. in a reasonable manner to make a thousand barrels of it. You know, yeah. just yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right, going back to this beer. All right, Brian, would you have a pint of this? I would definitely have a pint of this beer. Mm-hmm. Brett, would you have a pint? Absolutely, on a hot summer day. Yeah. Doug, would you have a pint? Yes, please. Yeah. Um, I would definitely have a pint of this. Uh, and I'm bringing back uh, this beer to my wife and uh, and to my friend, Brandon, uh, the co-host of Outer After Pint. Definitely try this. So, yeah, so this is a, this is a win. Yeah. We like this brew dog beer. All right, so, all right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a sponsor break, and then after the break, we have two more beers. We're going to go head to head. This is a head to head brew dog beer. So they came out with their ballistic cherry and ballistic berry. Both of these are gozes. So we're going to see which one we like. And in in my opinion, I think we're going to have like mixed opinions on these for sure. You get to the gozas, that really happens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so anything goza. Oh, he's got jokes. He's got jokes. <laughs> All right, so um, we'll we'll see little craft beer nerds after the break. Commodity, a basic product traded on the open market, something you'll never find inside these tin covered walls. At Rusted Silo Southern Barbecue and Brew House, we only use the finest ingredients in everything we create. From locally crafted malt in our beer to choice Angus beef on our pit, we refuse to cut corners. Leave that for the other guys. Rusted Silo, the best little place with the biggest taste. Patience rewarded. If you like what you're hearing so far, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe for our weekly craft beer adventures. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search O-H-H-A-P. That stands for Out Here Having a Pint. Also, you can follow us on our YouTube channel, Out Here Having a Pint. Would you like to support our show? Go to anchor.fm slash O-H-H-A-P and click our support button. We'll give you a live shout out right on our podcast. Like to sponsor our show? Ask us a question or make a suggestion? Just email us at outofherehavingapint at gmail.com.
craft beer nerds. This is Kevin from Out Here Having a Pint Podcast. Join us bi-weekly as we discuss everything craft beer. We are out here having a pint. We are out here having a pint. Part of the On Draft Network. Now back to the show. Now back to the show. All right, we are back. Uh, yeah, so we are now going to taste some ballistic berry and ballistic cherry. We might try some more beers, though, for sure, because somebody, <laughs> yeah, so, another friend of, uh, of ours that went to the UK last year um, dropped us off some beers. So That seemed to be paired with candies. Yes. Yeah. The fruit slices go with each beer, you said. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, we might have to try one or two of those. There's a fruit slice from Landgren. He said it's a garnish for that beer. Really? Okay. It sounds amazing. Damn it. Yeah, that does sound amazing. I don't like to share. Mm. Mm. Well, there's two of them. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's (laughs) And each each of these has has three, so... I think, we I can think make we're it good. Work. I think we can make it work. Probably. Uh, all right. So the very uh, the next beer we're going to uh, drink is uh, Brewdog Ballistic Cherry. So it is a uh, it is a Goza coming in at uh, four point five percent alcohol by volume. So uh, let's uh, let's open this and pour a little bit of it in our glass. Okay, a little bit here. That's oh, a nice color. It is a nice color. Yeah, very vibrant red as it should be since it's a cherry very true every time there is cherry in a beer i get scared though because it can either taste like cough syrup uh, or the they can or they can master it and it, it, it tastes amazing so um, yeah so just smelling it mm. this can not getting a cherry Pop to it. Me neither. Mm. It's it smells a little bit like um, possibly a muffin to me. I get mm. a little bit of sweetness to it from the from the aroma. Yeah, you get a little bit sweet, but it's hard to identify what I'm hard, smelling. Hard to smell cherry in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but it is vibrant in color, uh, very red. It has a foamy head on it, which is uh, looks amazing. Now the t- now the taste, boys and girls. It's not as sour as your typical Goza. Yeah, it's not. It's not really heavily. No. It's just like, it's there, and then it goes away. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, there's very little aftertaste to it at all. Yeah, not much at all. Real clean. It is clean. It's not overpowering with cherry. It doesn't have that, like, cough syrupy um, flavor, but. I, I taste a lot of cherry in it. But it's right up front, mm-hmm. and it fades very quickly. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. Once it gets that middle of your palate, it's gone. But the tartness is still there, even in the back in in the back yeah. of your throat. Doug, what do you what do you think about that? What are you tasting through there? Same, same as all of us. I don't get a lot of cherry. Mm-mm. If I was a, if this was a blind taste test, I, I don't think I would pick out. I would not cherry. say cherry. Either. Yeah, yeah, just just tastes like a um like a mild sour. Yeah. Now. A fruited sour, but yeah, See, fruited. I taste. I do taste cherry in here, definitely. Okay, but I eat a lot of raw, fresh cherries. Ah. That's my favorite fruit, and I do not like artificial cherry flavor. So this, I get that taste of like you know when I go to the store and I buy a bag of cherries, I get that sort of taste in here. But like I said, it's it's short lived. 
and it fades quickly. Mm, yeah. All right, so it comes down to this. Brian, would you have a pint? I would have a pint of this. All I'm right. not a huge sour person, but this is really good. All right. Brett, would you have a pint? Yes, absolutely. Doug, would you have a pint? Um, I'm going to go with depends what else is available. <laughs> Well, it's always an answer there. I mean, but every time it's like, I mean, I would, available. I, would, I would drink a pint of it, but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I would drink it. I'm not sure I would go on my way to buy yeah. a sure. lot of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the but same way. Yeah. I agree. I, w- I would not have a pint of this only because, um, I, it's not exciting to me. Um, there's nothing that's poppy and there's, I mean, it's, I could probably have something better. This is one I feel like on a hot summer night. Just yeah. sit back and just relax with one of these. It's not going to kill you, so it's yeah. good. Yeah, don't get me wrong. If somebody handed me this can, I'm definitely going to drink <laughs> it for sure. Yeah. But if we're going to, I mean, I kind of, so here, here's the thing. I kind of have a feeling that <laughs> Ballistic Berry is going to be way better. Uh, I could be wrong. But no, I would not have a pint of it. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just uh, yeah, it is, it's a weak goza to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Not to say that's a bad thing, uh, but yeah, I just, that's not my style, but it's still, it's still a win, so it's still a good beer. It's a good beer, but it went quite a lot of It's one sitting around the fire outside and just relaxing. Yeah, just drinking it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I said that when You said fire. I miss the fire pits out here. Oh, yes. Remember those fire pits they used to light up and everybody used to, they don't do that no more. Damn it, COVID, COVID. Yeah. Fire you, fire. All right, so now we're going to open up the sister, <laughs> I can say, or brother, whatever, whoever. It's a ballistic berry. So it's the same, uh, 4.5% as well. Um, but this is not cherry. It is berry. And I'm trying to look at what kind of berry it is. It doesn't say. It just says berry. Uh, we'll find out when we drink it. All right, let's pop this bad boy open. Doug, was you uh, you have won the Berlin contest, correct? I did. So Brewdog ran a um, in the latest fundraising round. You could uh, get intros. So you have a code. Mine happens to be A eleven sixty nine thirty eight. Hell yeah! So if you want to buy a shirt, and <laughs> knows it by heart. Go yeah. to efpusa.brewdog.com. Use my intro code. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they do is. Um, run an intro contest and the top 10 get a free trip to Berlin and um, I know it's funny you pointed me out but you also won a trip Kevin I, I did I did I didn't <laughs> so. want to go but I did yes I did too so no we, no I got I didn't even know about it until you told me I'm standing at 50 intros right now and I think you're at like 18 or yeah some number not to but, point out numbers at all right yeah. Not to brag. I didn't even but. know about this uh, referral. I was just re- I was just referring people for the hell of it, and then Doug came into you know he swung by Indiana, swung by the Brewdog Indy, and said, "Hey, you know, keep it up. You're, go- you're going to go to Berlin." I'm like, yeah, "What are you talking like, about?" I saw in the chart. You're like, "Oh, I didn't know what was happening." Right. Like, no, pay attention to this man. You could win a free trip to Berlin. Oh, so. after that, I was an animal. After that, I was like, "Use my code." You know, <laughs> uh, I was posting it, uh, posting it on Facebook like every other day. Use, Use my code. You think you were, mm-hmm. but I grabbed one in the lobby here today. 
So I'm just saying. There you, oh, yeah. Well, I, you know what? After I won, I kind of like, so here's the thing. The stipulation is they extended the, you could, buy, you could still buy shares and uh, for BrewDog. They extended it, but um, I, I already, they, they basically awarded the people that got the number of shares at that time and said, yep. yeah, you guys are going to go to Berlin. So now yep. I'm like, okay, now I can relax. I don't really have to push it. Because I just it, it was kind of exhausting for me a little bit to uh, yes. because I because I yeah because once you know that there's a goal there you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna get that goal for sure I am gonna go there uh, but yeah now I'm just been like you know casually saying oh yeah you know I talk about brew dog or I, you want to buy a share and then I'll just give them my code but I'm not like pushing it all the time now um, only because. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna get to where you are, Doug. Never. Well, I'm never gonna get to that number. I, I pushed hard. So the last fundraising round they did, I bought a bunch of shares, and uh, I said, okay, next round, which is the current round, I said, all I'm doing is intro codes. All I'm doing is referrals. So I kind of had my. I like to be a man of my word. So I had to kind of make sure I lived up to that. So originally, I was like really nervous because I wasn't getting anybody to to do this. But on that one Friday, I managed to snag 15 people. <laughs> um, and now I hit, I hit 50 today from Drew, hmm. the random stranger I talked to in the lobby at, at BrewDog, because they were talking about buying a share. I said, wait, here's my card with my intro code number on it. You should, uh, you should buy a share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, friend, our friends in the back, uh, they're leaving now. I kind of feel bad they're leaving. I was going to, like, you know, hang and have a drink and... Yeah. Maybe th- throw him on the microphone when he's talking the about kids these home, beers. I guess, yeah, yeah. I think they were just stopping in real quick. That so. is true. Yeah, yeah they, they said they were going to do a drive-by beer drop-off, yep. oh. and that's exactly what they did. But they still grabbed a beer while they're here, so it's good. Yeah, well, it is. You good. know, damn it, man. We just like have people just coming here, dropping beers off with us and stuff. <laughs> that's amazing. So that's the friendship of craft beer. I love the fucking craft beer industry. Yeah. It is like fantastic. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, you know, what my line is right. What's your line? Uh, came for the beer, stayed for the family. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That yep. is absolutely true. All right. So let's uh, let's dig into this uh, ballistic berry. So very vibrant wow. color again. Uh, very purplish. This is much more. The nose purple. is so much the, more. Oh, yeah. there's there's that. Uh, yeah, yes. there's yep. that nose. It had a good hit on it, but it uh, dissipated very quickly. But you, it still has a good frothy frothy hit. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I take off my vote on the cherry. I'd rather have this one. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, I do it's like this one. Got less of the sour. Yes. Yep. A little and more of the fruit. Yeah. The flavor is much more in this one than this than the cherry yeah. was. Yeah, the cherry's a little bit weak. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I think that's by design, man. Because I mean, I, I just think if they pump too much cherry in that, it's going to be like cough therapy. Yeah, yeah cherry's I think you're tricky, right. and it, mm-hmm. yeah, like you're saying, it, it's all cough medicine and cough drops mm-hmm. have ruined the cherry flavor yeah. for beers. Yeah, because we all had some. You know, we've all had Luden's cough drops. So you drink a cherry yeah. beer. Oh, it's yep. like, that's true. Yes, that's oh, what we think of cough drops, and it's like uh, yeah. I used to eat those uh, like candy when yeah. my my mom and dad bought them. That's the way it was growing up. Yeah. Candy. Yeah. Yep. So, it, yeah. Luden's cough drops and, uh, <laughs> ruined mm-hmm. cherry beers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Brian, would you have a bite of this? This one I definitely would. I'm, I'm taking back my vote on the cherry. I'll take a bite of this over the cherry any day. All right. Brett? 
I do like this better than the cherry, which surprises me because I'm a huge fan of cherry. Um, and I'm not sure that I always like raspberry, and this tastes very much like raspberry to me. Yep. But the, the flavor's more intense. Um, it, it lingers more, and I like mm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels like you're really drinking something. Awesome. Doug, would you have a pint? Yeah, I'd have a pint of this one. It's, yeah, it's, it's a little more, um, like I said, the sour's toned down, the berry, the fruit is a little more punched up. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's amazing uh, the nose yeah. difference between the two as well. Yeah. yeah. I was really surprised. Yeah, yeah I smelled crazy. this one. You could really pick up the fruit in it, and that last one was mm. really subdued. Yeah, I think the, uh, yeah, the berry is definitely the winner of the cherry, but also, yes, I would have a pint of the berry, but they might serve this in a, in a 12 ounce versus 16, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah 12 definitely. Ounce. But for the sake of whatever, we just say yes. It's, we'll have a serving of it. Um, it's still only four and a half percent. Yeah. So easy drinker. So it's almost a beer. And you know what? The thing is, like <laughs> at um, at at the Brewdog Indy, it doesn't sell well. Those two packs sit there for for a little bit. I mean, it doesn't sell as fast as the other others. And I think that, I mean those, these are great beers. Yeah. I think, you know, especially during the summertime, you think people would gravitate yes. towards those. I, I think a lot of people are prejudiced against fruit beers. Mm. Especially people who are used to the big name, you know, big name brand beers. Yeah. Um, the concept of a fruit beer to me was always kind of off-putting in the beginning. It took me a while to get used to them. Yeah. You saw the people all the time make the fun of, oh, you never put fruit in your beer. Yeah. It ain't a beer. It's not a beer. Oh, right. that... I was all about Reinhardtskabut when Rein I started Hutzkabut, drinking beer. Absolutely. You know, nope, there's no fruit in Reinhardtskabut. You can't do it. And then I started to go, you know what? Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, no, 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 no. doubt. <laughs> you know, I've had some cherry lambics and some, some other lambics that oh, have been yes. just yeah. stellar, just roll your socks on kind of beers and the flavor and just the intensity. I'm like, well... Yeah, you can do fruit and beer. It's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and um, you can you can see it on profits or on gross margins. Basically, people are buying fruited beers. Yep. Fruited beers. Uh, I mean, keep making them brewers because uh, we like them. Yeah. Yep. So we're gonna say the berry is a hit. Yep, for sure. Yep. And the absolute winner off of those two is ballistic berry. For sure. And then we'll do another Definitely. cheers on that one. Yeah, for sure. But of the three. Oh, look. Oh, now you're going to say the but three. But of the three. The Nina. The, I have the Nina Vice. Yes. Think, so yeah. the Nina West beer. Yep. The cherry and the. Oh, I'm going to say Nina West. Yeah. Just because I like that style better than like the Gozas. Yep. Yep. Yes. I, I agree with that. I think All right. of the three, the Nina West was my favorite. All right, so I think let's do one more beer. Um, so somebody dropped off beer that pairs with candy, which is interesting. The beer fairy showed this. up. We still have beer in our. What are you talking about? I already look at this. I've already like dr- drunk okay. mine. I, I, My I, first beer was at eleven o'clock. Mm. It's now eight forty nine. This is true. You're out drinking me right. Let's do this. Let's do beer news and give you beer. time. Let's do some beer news. Give you time to drink, and then um, and then after our beer beer news, then we'll have one more because I am curious of about sh- uh, comparing this beer with candy. So we'll do that. All right. So here we go. This is not official news, Airman. As far as I'm concerned, it didn't happen. 
Look, I report the news. That's what I do. Well, do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Fucking thing sucks! I'm putting you on the news, you dirty bastard! I'm putting you on the news, you dirty bastard! I'm putting you on the news! All right, this uh, segment, we talk about beer news across the country and the world. Uh, you know. And if we don't have beer news, don't be surprised. Hi, right. uh, Brian, do you have any beer beer news to share? I do not have any beer news to share. No beer news. Not even from your state. No no new beer news. No interesting things around. Not with COVID going on. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Brett, you have any beer news? I actually do. All right. I Googled I'm, beer I news. I am so <laughs> glad you had beer <laughs> <Nice>. news. <laughs> this is why she I'm with She saves her. the day. <laughs> This is why I count on Kelsey as well, because she always comes up with some good beer news. <laughs> well, I don't know if this is good news. Well, okay. Maybe it is for the craft beer world. Mm. Uh, there are two folks in Miami, Florida, who have uh, initiated a class action lawsuit against Anheuser-Busch mm. for their new beer called Veza Sur. And they're claiming that Anheuser-Busch is marketing it as a craft beer based in Miami. When it is actually not. Oh, wow. And they bought it thinking it was a craft beer, a Latin-themed craft beer, Mm. and then they found out, no, no, it was just Anheuser-Busch beer. Didn't they try that before of, like, didn't they have, like, a mix pack of these quote-unquote craft beers they were selling in the supermarkets? Yes, they did. What are you you doing, Anheuser-Busch? This... it didn't work before. It's not going to work And they've already again. been buying all the craft breweries up, too. Well, yeah, they're trying. Yeah, yeah they are. They, oh, of course, they're trying. Yeah. They're trying to buy them up and not do anything with them. Exactly. Well, yeah, they, I mean, we were Anheuser, talking about that. Anheuser-Busch has a series of beers that they call their Brewers Collective Brands that includes Ten Barrel, Goose Island, Elysian, Blue Point, Breckenridge, Devil's Backbone, Four Peaks, Platform Beer, Wicked Weed, Golden mm. Road, Carbach, Virtue Cider, Maha Hard Seltzer, and... LQD, which I've never heard of, and now this Visa, uh, Visa Sur. And so, yeah, they're, they're marketing them with these, you know, interesting small labels and small batch and saying that they're craft beer yeah, when bullshit. they're not. Yeah, they're I remember not. when a platform um, sold out to them and BrewDog said, you can't be at their AGM because you're not really, you know, independent yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, which I yep. was like, dang! But, uh, yeah, all the beers you described is all the beers that I would not get at all because, you know, they're just like, to me, they're just supermarket beers now. So, you know. Agreed. Yeah. Exactly. But, to a point, I mean, Goose Island, Bourbon County is still a phenomenal beer. But the, mm-hmm. the best ones of Goose Island, they don't make anymore because Budwap bought. Budweiser yep. bought them. Right. They yeah. cut and out several phenomenal beers. They used to have this one called Père Jacques, which was a great Belgium they don't make it anymore because Goose Island or because Belt Brood or not Brewdog but Budweiser said no that's not part of your brand we're not doing that anymore wow yeah that sucks yep for sure yeah well fuck you Anheuser-Busch I'm saying that right now <laughs> I agree uh, yeah yeah holy shit yeah yep, that's yeah. right uh, can't argue with that one <laughs> Doug you got any uh, beer news um beer news Doug had a beer today. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had more than one beer today. <laughs> I did start drinking at 11 with that 10% beer. So, mm, uh, well, I, I could talk about what BrewDog announced today. Yeah, yeah, um, do that. 
So BrewDog announced today they are carbon negative. Mm. So, you know, a lot of places are aiming for the carbon neutral. They're going carbon negative. Uh, they bought 2,000 acres in Scotland, some of which might be a mountain. So I'm not sure they're going to plant trees on it. But they're going to plant 1 million trees by the end of 2022. Um, they've also they're doing some carbon offsets. They've reduced the amount of water per barrel. It's, it used to be like a six to one. Now it's, they're down to like a th- or five to one. And now it's a three to one. So yep. they're using less water and wasting less water per and barrel. trying to get to two to one. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, they're today Bruder really announced that they are really pushing hard to be more environmentally conscious and environmentally aware. And I really think they kind of threw down the gauntlet to some of the other bigger breweries. Like, hey, look, we are doing this. We are trying to be environmentally aware and y'all need to step up because yep. the, the time to make changes for the environment was like 20 years ago <laughs> the second best time to make changes for your environment is today mm-hmm. and uh, yes I am a BrewDog fanboy um, but I really think that what they did today was a bigger announcement than a lot of people think um, what was the a, big slogan they came out with today Brewdog tomorrow was Brewdog it? Tomorrow. Oh. Say make Earth great again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, make Earth mega. Uh, mega. Make Earth great again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I yes. thought it was great um, hearing, even if, say, for instance, they made a bad batch of beer and they had to dump it, they can use that beer and put it in their and use it for their distillery. Yes. Um, yep. Which I thought was amazing because they don't. So basically, they're they're trying to waste nothing. Well, that's. That's one of my the, big takeaways is that for, I mean, last year they rolled out this big initiative that they were going to do with, with recycling cans and bringing cans back and, and some of these other things that they were going to do. And what they said today was that when they really took a hard look at it, all of those initiatives that they had started last year were a pittance. You know, when, yeah. they, when they really did the math on carbon exchanges, they went, holy cow, we're not even scratching the surface yep. of what we could do. So their delivery trucks, they're going to an electric fleet. That's right. They're recycling the bad batches of beers. They're recycling bad cans. They said they're going to relabel them and sell them as punk in in their own facilities. Which states don't like. Instead of, I mean, they can't can't ship them through a distributor to an outside source, but they can sell them in-house with a new label. Um, The, where they've always used their spent grains to give to local cattle, now they're going to use those spent grains to generate methane to heat their facilities. They've got one beer that's completely powered by wind. Mm. Yep. The, development of, the yep. development of Hello, My Name is Gale is 100% wind-borne. All Take that, of, Trump. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> all, all of that together, they just, they just took nice. what they were doing and went, oh, holy crap, we thought we were doing a good job last year, yeah. but we're not. Because they coupled with a scientist who explained all of this to them and, and got them invested in doing better. Yep. And I think it's huge news. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. pretty impressive. For and you know, I know they're aiming towards B Corp, which is a uh, corporation that's very environmentally aware. So that that's a nice thing to hear. And yeah, I know, um, I think it was a new Belgian beer that they said that that particular beer out of their entire line, that one is carbon neutral. Um, so, you know, they're working on that stuff in the States, too. I mean, it's not like there are, there are a lot of breweries that are carbon 
aware. And I wonder if New Belgium will continue since they sold out the Kieran. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. You Don't know. know. When you're when you bought place by as big as Brewdog doing this is huge. It is. Yeah, yeah. Brewdog makes a lot of beer every year, and for them to really step up, and you, it's funny because a lot of people complain. Well, it's not very punk. I'm like, no, actually, it's pretty it's, punk to go. You know, we need to do something to change the world. It's and crazy. No one else punk. is doing it. It's punk. Yeah, it's crazy it, punk. You know, and I it's mean, gonna, it's going to position Brewdog so that other companies will come to them and say help us do what you're doing yeah. and How that's did you do this? huge yeah. that's huge yeah. it's a it's very yeah this is a very turning point for brewdog this is amazing news yeah. um, unfortunately i had to work uh, while you guys <laughs> were enjoying the announcements so i'm glad you remembered everything that was happening cuz yeah uh, you enlightened me um, i was like what what was he talking about <laughs> Awesome. Well, I don't have no brew news, so, uh, you know, <laughs> I was, like, going to say I don't have anything either. Um, but we want to dig into something. So we're going to pick one can. So I'm going to give it up uh, to Brian to pick one can, and we're going to have to, like, so what do we do? Do we chew on the candy first, and then we take a swig, or how, how does this happen? no he idea. Said the candy comes at the end. Oh, here. okay. So this is the fruit slices. It's a chaser. From uh, Land Grant Brewing. Okay. It's a citrus ale. Says it's a super juicy pale ale, packs more candied citrus, citrus flavor than a whole bag of fake fruit from the corner store. <laughs> and which is what we have. Yes. Mm. And they add it all to the hop, add it all with hops. Nice. Leads in with grapefruit, aromatics, and finishes up with the orange. And you have forward punch of mosaic. Amarillo and Centennial hops. Ooh, now Land Grant is like right in Columbus. Another like great brewery. I love Land Grant. I yes. I go there every, when I visit Columbus. Uh, of course, I'm going to all the brew dogs, but I go to Land Grant as well. Um, looks like you got the candies. My, I think my grandma used to have some of those candies. Are those oh, the yeah, chewy? These are totally. These are the yeah. chewy fruit mm-hmm. candies. The, like the, the chewy fruit orange slice type style. Yeah, they yeah. look like orange slices. Yep. Yep. They're kind of hideous, actually. Well, I don't know. I liked them when I was a kid. Yeah, they're the classic grandma candy. I'm kind of excited about it. eating classic. one again. <laughs> so Doug's over here pouring the beer. We'll oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's got the uh, very we, yellowish do we each color. Want one candy? Sure. All right. There. And the best part is each candy is different color, but they taste the same. This is true. Yes. You're at, I was getting ready to mention that. And I was like, I don't even think it matters. I'd just like to say, so I poured the beer. Mm-hmm. I had a can. There were four glasses. Oh, look at I, look I, at, look how good you are. I They're all the beer. even. Look at this. See, I wouldn't have done that. This I would have. This I is said one it's of a sign Doug's of alcoholic. Ah, it is. It is a. I didn't know I had the skill until I started sharing beer with people. That I can open up a bottle or a beverage, and I can, however many glasses you put out, I can magically pour them pretty close to. I would say within. Half an ounce. Huh, right. I did the last night when we had the, uh, the Middle West Paradox. I just count. I go one one thousand, two one thousand, boom, one one thousand. Well, that sounds like mathing. I don't do maths. Uh. What color do you want? There's a purple. There's a bag here. Just, I was just gonna take a bite of yours. Are you sure these are actually candy? These ain't like uh, any like these uh, cannabis treats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're edibles. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's like. Yeah, I am. We're out here having a burger because we're hungry now. <laughs> Oh, you're having some Twinkies. Yeah. All right. I don't know. They taste like the real candies. Mm. All right. So So we're going to taste the beer. uh, Smelling it. Don't taste anything untoward. Smell these hops. The citrusy hops. Definitely the hops in there and the smell. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not expecting that much of a hop on there. It's really nice. Ooh, yeah. It's 
I would have a pint of this. Oh yeah, it's your typical. <laughs> I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. It's a. Um, I mean, it's a. Oh, that's nice. I really like that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great pale ale. It's a very citrusy pale ale. So we're supposed to eat this candy after the after the he, mount after he the said drink. The candy was a chaser. Yes. Oh. I mean, I mean, I'm eating this candy. <laughs> I think the beer stands alone without the candy. I do too. <laughs> I don't, yeah, the candy's just nice, like a aperitif on the end. Mm-hmm. You don't I think really if you have the candy in your mouth and then drink it at no. the same time, then it kind of becomes weird. I haven't tried that yet. Mm-hmm. This 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 probably is horrendous on the microphone right now. Us chewing. Uh, <laughs> so I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, that's a very tasty beer. I don't, I don't, I don't need the, I don't need the candy. I don't know. No, what the I'd be doing. fine with the beer without the candy. I mean, thanks it's, for the candy because yeah, I like it. Exactly. What it does for me with the candy did at the end of this, so it's got a nice hot bite to it, and it's not. I don't think it's overly bitter, but when you have the candy, it just takes all that that bitter. So it's like a palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes all that bitter that's left in your mouth, and, and, and it just so that's rounds it right out. It takes it right out. Yeah. If you have this, you have the candy. Then yeah, then you go on to the next beer. Exactly. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right, Doug. I think when you're eating the candy, it takes the bitterness out, and you just uh, is are, is tasting straight up citrus and I'm just fruit. Drinking and, the yeah. beer, I don't mm-hmm. want the candy in there. I want to just keep the flavor going. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. I like. I wonder that. if you like put the put the candy in in the beer. So. Probably that's not, nothing. That's not the kind it of candy that's going to dissolve yeah. off a two yeah. It's not like uh, it's not like Zima's and uh, Jolly Ranchers. No. <laughs> or White Claw. Wow, that's take us back. Yeah. <laughs> Penny Dropper. I used to. Uh, th- th- this is a run-on story they used to have all the time, and and people do not believe it. when I bring Zima's to a party, the 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 women that were at the party they. Went crazy for Zemas back in the day, and nobody like they're like, yeah, right, right. No, no it yes. did. I was the popular guy at the party because I knew what to bring. You know, I bring my beers, <laughs> but I bring Zemas because I knew there's going to be chicks there. I and can neither confirm nor deny I ever drank Zima. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? To be honest, it was pretty good. White Claw's the new Zima. Yeah, that is you true. Know, the I whole, still remember in college one yeah. time, this big dude walks into the bar, flannel up in the UP of Michigan, <clears throat> of Zima. Mm. <laughs> oh, that reminds me when people. I saw this like big, burly guy, muscular dude. You look at him, he gives you a mean look, and then he lifts up his arm and he's vaping. And he blows out and it smells like cotton candy. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Did you eat a little blonde girl? Well, and I'm like, like, that's cute. I would like to take this moment. To just set the record straight, Uh-oh. I have never had a Zima. Ooh, we got to get Zimas now. Never. So Zimas. I'm all single around. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> we got to get. You know they remade Zimas. I think they they, uh, they brought did. them yep. back. Yep. Are they still around? I wonder. Or are they still around? I hmm. don't know. I haven't. I know. I remember when they announced they were going to start making them, but I don't remember seeing them out in the stores. All right, Doug. So that's your mission. If you gotta look for it, just uh, if you go to a liquor store, just keep your eyeball open for Zima's. Okay. And because she's never had it, and then let let us know how she like. Put it on your podcast. I don't know. I'll be back. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. So would you have a pint of Delane Grant uh, fruit slices? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Without the fruit. Yep. Brett? I would. I have a love-hate relationship with, with some IPAs. Mm. And, and this, to me, is very hoppy. But it is not. It doesn't have a bitter aftertaste. So I would, I would drink a pint of this. Awesome. Doug, would you have a pint? Sorry, I was swallowing more of this beer. <laughs> um, yes, I would definitely have a pint of that. I would definitely have a pint of this, too. So I think, yeah, I think it, it is a winner. It is a winner for sure. And going back to the previous conversation, Zima was brought back in 2017, 2018, but not brought back in 2019. Oh. Bastards. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Damn it. I hate you, COVID. I'm going to blame COVID on everything. Damn you, you killed Zima once again. Uh, so if we found Zima somewhere, it would be at least three years old. And yes. it would probably be gross. Ooh, I wonder if you still got to drink it. A nice barrel-aged Zima? You know, yeah, put that in like a gin barrel. It was considered a oh, craft tequila barrel. Tequila barrel. Tequila oh, barrel. Zima yeah. aged in tequila barrels would be I think awesome. It was, I think it was considered a malt liquor. Yeah, it was, malt yeah. liquor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can put that in tequila it barrel. Was, uh, according that for like to this, six between 47 and 5.4%, that ages well. Mm. All right. Not really. <laughs> All right. So I say we had a uh, a great time here. Uh, yeah. We're here at Brew Dog. Uh, we had the beers. I think uh, we had all around. Doug, uh, thank you for coming on to Out Here Ever Pine Podcast. You know. Yeah. They say you can't find happiness at the bottom of a beer. <laughs> no kidding. Who's happy when they're at the bottom of a beer? Yeah. Oh, dad joke. That is a hearty har har. That is a, that's absolutely right for sure. Um, all right. So uh, if you want to follow Doug, uh, Search Doug in a pub and Doug in a pub and listen to this podcast for sure. Uh, Brian, Brett, thanks for coming on on the mic as well. Thanks for and having us. Listen, every time I end out here having a pint episode, I'm gonna have to teach you guys. We raise up our glasses and then we say, "Cheers, you little craft beer nerds!" Cheers, Cheers you little craft beer nerds. Craft beer nerds.